take it back to the 90s. That's where you cats gonna find me. Uh, let's take it back to the 90s. Who has the louder Welcome. snap? <laughs> Welcome to the sound check. Hello, Jillian. Hello, Chelsea. How are you today? I am just peachy. How are you? I'm pretty good. Well, that's great news. Pretty good. What's new? Update me on things. Well, loads, loads to update you on. Let's see. What have I... What has the last week brought us? All right. So last week, well, la- or this past weekend, so this today's Monday. We've changed our recording day to Monday. So now you're going to be current. Yeah, so we're not gonna be like remember last week. It'll right. be like remember yesterday. I know. So uh, I came home. I am, and I had a girls' weekend in Lake George with five of my college uh, friends. We were roommates our senior year of high of college, and um, all of us were vaccinated. How exciting! <gasps> CDC compliant. Hey, it awesome. felt really safe, and the best part was we did nothing. That's we literally just hung out. The right answer. And the only problem was we planned for Friday night to have to get takeout and delivery, and there was no one delivering. There's like no DoorDash. Really? No restaurants were delivering. So one of the girls finds this restaurant up in Lake George, and someone had reviewed it and said it was one of the best meals they've ever had. So we're like, okay, great, we'll order from there. And one of my friends who's pregnant, obviously she's mm-hmm. gonna drive because at that point we'd all had a couple, sure. couple drinks, and. Uh, so instead of having, like, big meals, because we'd also had a charcuterie board when we got there. Charcuterie board? Yes. yes. So my we decided we're going to do, like, nachos, like a bunch of apps. We ordered nachos. like Tapas. Yes, big pretzel, like the big pretzel sticks with the uh, cheese dip and Berry. mustard. Quesadillas and something else. We Not get else. home, and the nachos are a joke. The chicken on them. Oh, you didn't you- <laughs> took them home yeah we didn't eat there the nachos were cold the chicken was cold um oh and Kristen ordered mac and cheese and it was craft like kids mac and cheese (laughs) hysterical and it came like also in the uh styrofoam they threw in animal crackers and like potato chips it was very random um i think i had a bite of the quesadilla but the funniest part is that one of the girls was carrying the nachos to the table and then they all fell on the floor so you're like, well, you know well, what? They fucking sucked anyway. I guess we'll just have the snacks we brought. And it actually all worked out. Dinner. It was fine. And we had a blast. And uh, it was a really good weekend. And then I got home. And Jack had his first t-ball game, which was Ugh, amazing. So the kids are so adorable. They have no idea what's going on. I love it. It's perfection. I love it. What about you? What's new with you? Uh, we've been spring cleaning like crazy. Like rearranging rooms and oh, really? digging things up and yeah, changing where things go. So that's been good and feeling productive, but also making me vita. Oh yes, yes. Oh, we fixed our lawn. So that <coughs> no more grubs. Fun. Nope, no more grubs. Well, that's Beautiful, exciting. Lawn. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's what's new over here. The weather today was perfect. Yeah, it was really nice today, and that was great. So um, I have a random thought. I want what? to share with you. What? Okay. So my brother. Are your levels loud enough? Uh, are they loud? Okay. Yeah, they're fine. 
I guess you're just not talking your normal loud voice today. I'll get there. Wait a minute. Okay, Mom. Can you hear me better now? I bet. I think Josh is coming down here what? to wreck our party. Y'all start? Yes. Yeah. What do but you what need? need? I just need my notebook. Which one? Notebook. Notebook. What's that? One with the dope rhymes on it. How could you mistake it for anything else? Well, you've got that one, too. Did you sign that paper? I, I just walked in my house. Oh, and you came downstairs and walked right past it, huh? Well, I walked home. Mm. Helen wants me to put her to bed. Goodbye. Hmm. It's like, great. I have two wives when Jill comes over. It's the worst. Uh, poor Joshy. Yeah, those levels make more sense now. Okay. All right, Mom. Anyways. Josh has two wives and you have an extra mom. Wow. Yeah, what, a, what a blessing what I am to your lives. <laughs> On that note. Okay. Sorry. So your brother. Okay. So my brother and his fiance got the, um, like the Paramount app subscription. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's got like everything from your childhood on there, right? So I spent Friday night just watching like 10 minute intervals of like all these Nickelodeon shows. Okay. <laughs> And here I have a theory I want okay. to present to you after watching the first 10 minutes of Clarissa Explains It All. Oh. TV shows in the 90s brainwashed you to hate your siblings. Oh, for sure. They're like, I'm watching it. And she's like, this is my dweeby brother, <laughs> Ron. And they're like, Mm-mm. and they like, and like anytime he's around, she's like, ugh, <laughs> brothers. <laughs> and I feel like then when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a lot of shows did that. Do you feel like it had an impact on the way you felt about your brother? A hundo P. Oh, my God. I do. Which is so funny because I actually, like, if you were to ask, like, my mom or my brother or people who spent time with us during the 90s, like, how how did Chelsea feel about Jake? They'd be like, not a fan. She was not a fan. (laughs) Three out of ten would not recommend. She was not a fan. But really, in my mind, I was like, meh. I don't really care. You're like, <laughs> like yeah, he's just my brother. He's yeah, just another it's person. Not, like, it wasn't like you didn't like we not like ty- him. Right, right. I wasn't like this is my best, my BFF forever. But, but you also weren't like. But what I a felt. Dweeb. But I behaved as though. Mm. What a dweeb. Mm. Even though in my mind, I really was like, Me. I'm just doing that. I'm just doing what I see on TV. You're supposed to hate your sibling. If it works for them, it's the big sisters hate their little brothers. It's what you do. I guess so. Anyways, I found that an interesting trope in '90s culture. I'm gonna have to keep an eye out. Yeah, I watch any other shows. But it also was I was having the best time because I was watching like Double Dare. Oh God, I love that. That's when I was texting you like rapid fire because I could not handle. I was laughing my ass off just at the fact. That they're playing for $10. Per question. The next question for $10. (laughs) I'm like, how much money did it cost to get those kids there? You know what I mean? Like, is this even going to cover their trip? (laughs) I wonder. I mean, maybe the trip is part of it. Maybe, but what if it's not? Oh, my God. We'll have to do some research. And we'll so have then? A, we'll dedicate an episode to, like, the game shows. Oh, of, of we our, must. Of I'll give you the passcode illegally. So then I... Um, was laughing because they asked this girl, let me ask you, this is the question she, like, lost. Um, which character was really uh, pushing Green Eggs and Ham? Oh, it was uh, it was Sam. Obviously. Right. What did Sam, she say? I am. What would she say to Cat the Cat? He's not even in that book. He's not even in that book. Oh Get it together, God. Becky. 
What I don't a shame. know that her name was Becky. Was it a child it was very, or a mother? It was a child. Oh. I mean, the, the book opens with I am Sam. Sam, I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? Wow. What a disappointment. What a I disappointment. totally would have won that $10. Then, um, Holland and I watched an episode of Guts, mm-hmm. which was thrilling. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the, like, I want to say British... Girl Moira? Who, yeah, yeah, I remember like, Moira. Oh, okay, today our teams <laughs> are going to race up this mountain, and if they get to the top, then they'll win. You mean the aggro crag? Yeah. <laughs> this mountain. And, and then who you got was the, the glowy host? rock? What was his M- name? Mark. He's like someone popular. No. no, Mark Summers was on Double Dare. Yeah. Um, shoot, he's. I can picture him in sitcoms. Yes, exactly. And I remember when I was younger, the first time I saw him, I, I thought... Oh, that's the guy from Guts. Oh, it was Michael Malley. Michael Malley. Moira Mo Quirk. That's her full name. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that and thinking, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the guy from Guts. So, anyways, it was very fun. Man, they don't make them like they used to, girl. I'm telling you, they just don't. And also, I was like, how was I? But at the same time, it's so interesting to me because the quality is the same, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like a huge nerd because because of my photography background, your husband, if he's listening to this, is eye-rolling so hard because this is another, like, color coordination fact, right? <laughs> no way. Okay. No, it is. <laughs> okay, if you're ever watching a show, do you ever get, like, frustrated? Okay, like, Scrubs is yeah. like this, where it doesn't expand your whole TV. Oh, yeah, because of the uh, ratio that it was filmed in back yeah, then. Cause yeah, because they filmed yeah. them on, like, 16-millimeter films. And did right. you know those one cartridge could only hold 15 minutes worth of filming? So do you know how many, like, they would go through... Can you, like, VHS stack? Because they were, like, this big. The things that you had to put in the camera were so large. Remember when we were talking about, was it... What, I don't remember what episode it was. We were talking about memory cards. Yeah. And, like, how much they were able to they hold. They used to be, like, four gigs. And it yeah. was, like, 80 bucks. Oh, my God. Can you yeah. Imagine? I can't. So, but I'm watching it, and the quality is so bad. It's terrible. And I'm like, how could this hold my attention? I'm because shocked Because at the time, it was like, oh, my State God. State of the art, I guess. This I don't, is It's amazing. just so funny. Remember when picture-in-picture picture was a thing? Oh, we had a magnet box that had picture-in-picture, and it was a big thing. Oh, so you were rich, rich, huh? I wasn't. Just, you know, had lived in a household that lived beyond their means. <laughs> and uh, that same TV had a remote that... It would say, pip. It would go, when you If you turn the TV on from the TV... It would send a signal out to the remote to chime so that you could find your remote. Wow. I don't know why that doesn't exist anymore. It should. It really should. Also, oh my God, Apple, Alexa, no, not Apple, Amazon, get hip to this, okay? I should be able to yell to my Alexa, Alexa, find my fire remote, mm. and it should be able to page it. Yeah, why can't you? Why can't you? Huh. Look at that. They all have voice technology. Amazon, if you're listening. And we know you are. Jeff Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Jeffy B, as I like to call him. You You owe me money. (laughs) You listen to everything else we say. Why can't you listen to this? Seriously. (laughs) Um, Oh, shoot. I lost my train of thought. Oh, something else that I just thought of that happened this week. And I feel like you and I have talked about this with um, whenever Holland has asked you questions. So Jack came up to me and said, oh... My friend at school said that, you know, two girls could be married. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, they could. Two girls could love each other and get married or two boys could love each other and get married. And Jack goes, yeah. Or a girl and a boy. Any of them work. I'm like, that's right. I'm like, oh, my God. These small. It's these small moments. right? These bricklaying moments. It is. I just thought of that because what was it that Holland said when you guys were watching Guts? She said, 
she she called the girl tough. She said, I think she's going to win because she's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. She picked the girl to win because she's tough. What an awesome yeah. thing for her to get to see. I know. You know. She's so cool. She's a cool kid, that Holland. So is Jack. <laughs> that Holland. Yeah, unless he's trying to teach her how to drive. Oh, my God. So Holland and Jack had a play date yesterday, and Jack has one of those Jeeps that I wish I had when the I power was a kid. Wheels. Power wheels. But um, because Adam is so extra, he put, like, off-roading roadmap uh, wheels on them. That was my idea. Oh, okay. okay. They're bike because tires. Jill, yes. So this thing flies. <laughs> It's V-Quick. <laughs> it's alarming even it's to all me. terrain. And Jack whips around these corners like it's nothing. And then he let Holland drive, and she was not whipping around the corners like it was well, nothing. Well, she doesn't drive them. I know, but I was cracking up because I was watching the two of them, and he was literally acting like a boyfriend trying to teach his girlfriend stick shift. <laughs> like, he had his, like, hand on her back, and he was like, okay, so what you do is, hang on, let me push this button. And he's, like, shifting the gears and being like, now push the gas just a little bit. And I was like, oh, God. Anyways, he sent a note over today he did. to Holland on how to drive the Jeep, and it's mansplaining it. It's fine. It really is. He dictated it to my husband, who wrote it word for word. And uh, Sweet Jack, is. he said to me today, Mom, I was thinking during nap time, because he doesn't take naps at school, I was thinking during nap time, um, I should write a, a note to Holland to tell her how to drive. And I said, well, it just takes practice. You know, she can practice next time she's here. And he said, I know, but she keeps crashing. <laughs> That's true. Guess what, That's Dick? True. You crashed, too, with the first time you uh, were driving around <laughs> with so those bike, t- t- uh, bike tires. Oh, my gosh. Should we slip into our first segment? Let's do it. Let's get into It's time for Whack or All Okay, Jill, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. My Whack or All That this week, do you remember when you used to be able to go to the mall and get your name written on a grain of rice? No. For a necklace? No. What? Not at all. Oh, what? my God. A this grain was... of rice? Yeah. For this a was necklace? super popular and, like... The late 90s, like early 2000s, it was like a shtick thing. You'd go to the mall. There was always a kiosk. It was like they sold jewelry and they would write your name or anyone's name, any message you wanted on a grain of rice. I don't remember that at all. Oh, my God. I feel, I mean, and they were also everywhere you would travel. But was it, is it a new, could it be not, did it not make it to us Low lifes in Michigan? I don't think so. And all of you will have to chime in, but this was like a thing. Um, Oh my God, they still sell them online. Shut up. They do. Here. Who would write it? The person? The person, yes. So they, what, do they have like a microscope? Yes. Here. And would they be like, what's your name? Yes. Here's one. It says Pat. (laughs) Wait. I guess... And then you put it in water? Well, yeah, they would have it float in something, and then you, like a charm, and you'd wear it on a necklace. This is I, hideous. I can't believe you don't remember these. Wow. I never saw them. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. <laughs> I mean, it was a thing that everyone loved. And it was also one of those things that, like I said, when you would go on vacation, there was always like, oh, you could do bracelets too. Look at this. Look how ugly. I can't wait. Christina. I don't remember this at all. Wow, that's crazy. You've blocked out an entire segment of your childhood. This is 
non-existent to me. In my dimension of my childhood, wow. these did not exist. Like, if you traveled, like, I live you know, in the Berenstein Bears those little dimension, shit, not like, the Berenstein you know, Bears. <laughs> those places where you would get, like, souvenirs when you were on vacation. Wow. Sure. Puka shell necklaces and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't whatnot. believe you never saw no. these. That's wild. Well, um, I mean, they're getting in all that for, like, mem- for, like memory purposes, but well, the concept of wearing... Not today. I mean, the concept of wearing one right now gives gets a whack from me, but... You have to was... give a definitive answer. Oh, fine. They were whack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's yours? Okay. Do you remember... I don't know what they're called, but they were, like, plastic, and then you had little things that looked like hair ties, and you would make, like, oven mitts. Oven. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, them. yeah, you yeah. You could, like, buy them. Yeah. Do you yeah, 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 yeah. They're, like, I don't know what you would call them. Pop yeah. weaver, weaver things. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to find a name. Yeah. You didn't find the name? No, I didn't. I came from my memory, and I was so excited. Describe like, it. That's it. Describe it again. We can delete this part. Okay. So it's got four sides. Okay. It's a square, and it's empty in the middle, and it's plastic, and it's got hooks on it. And then you would get, like, elastics, nylon, and you would stretch it over, and then you would weave them through. And then you would take them off, and it would be, a, um, like, a hot to grab things out of the oven. Okay, I actually don't remember this at all. Oh, my God. How funny. Wow. Your what a didn't fun, have that. What, what a fun whacker all that. Okay. I'm going to... No, you have to find it. Yeah, of course I do. It was just the like a crochet holder. Oh, like this? Let me see. Like a weaving loom? Like yes, that? Yes, a weaving loom! Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A weaving loom. I never did these, but I. Yeah. this looks kind of recognizable. Um, What is the fabric? It's like nylon. It's literally like... That sounds you, Okay, flammable. so imagine... I know, right? <laughs> so imagine... Like, excuse me, the socks that you would put on when you would go try on shoes. Oh, yeah. Like, they didn't have a toe and they <clears> just, The really like, thin st- ones. Yep, yep, yep. yep so yep. it's like that, but multicolored. Oh, my And so God. they could stretch a little or stretch a lot. Sure. And then you would take a crochet hook. Yeah. A plastic crochet hook. Okay. And, like, yep, 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 through I it. see. And then when you popped them off at the end, you didn't even have to tie them. It was, like, magic. Like, wow. because it was so woven, it would just, right. like, stick. And you would just have to tie one little corner. And so, I made them all the time in, like, second grade for my teachers. <laughs> and I'd be like, I made an oven mitt like, wow, stick thing. You. Cool things. I have 18 of them, and they're all very flammable. <laughs> but I'm It is you- nylon, yeah. They don't shed. I guess they're not flammable. It just sounds like something that would be flammable. Right. That's hysterical. I so. give it an all that because it's, it is, uh, it's a craft. It is a craft. I mean, you're not going to keep it, but something to do with your hands that's not video wow. games. Um, And they Damn sell it on kids. Amazon. And I think I know what I'm getting Holland for her next whatever. <laughs> She'll love it. I know she will. I'll be like, can you please make me a... Look at this. Oh, my God. This review's not... This review won't load. This is cute. I guess I'll give it an all that. Okay. I'll give it an all that wonderful honestly if i had this as a kid i would have loved it right it's just like something fun to do and you can make all different patterns like oh yeah oh yeah jill this is bringing back the memories like look at <laughs> see that 
Yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> then you would take it off. Oh, yeah. and you could even get that knot, and then that's how you would get that knot there. So to... you can hook it on something. Yeah. This that's... girl who made this one is good. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at how intricate that is. Wow. Hey, Canada Chelsea, did you have one of these as a kid? Oh my god, I bet she did. I bet that's where it all started. No, I bet she's like, yeah, right. I learned how to crochet. Yeah, without right. A loop. I okay. Took a crochet hook to my hair. That's how I learned. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, okay, so our topic today is Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding and the controversy of it all. I'm very excited. As am I. I did most of my research by watching I, Tanya. Love it. I also watched I, Tanya, and then I followed it up. Well, I followed it up. I followed it up. So Hulu, when I was watching I, Tanya, also recommended a documentary that I think was based on I, Tanya. Okay. Not really a documentary, but it was an interview, a 2020 interview. They interviewed Tanya Harding. Um, they interviewed... What year? Okay. So I also watched Truth and Lies, the Tanya Harding story, which oh. aired on ABC News wow. in 2018. Okay. So after I, Tanya came out. Um, <clears throat> so... How do you want to break this down? <clears throat> should we have a... Maybe we should start with, like... Let's talk about how Tanya Harding grew up. And then we can yeah. talk about how Nancy Kerrigan grew up. And okay. then where their paths crossed. Um, I'll do Tanya, because I don't know how Nancy grew up. I mean... Are okay. we going to YouTube it? Do you know? Yes. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> you tell me, then. All right. So, <clears throat> Tanya grew up in... Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. She was the fifth child to her mother. Was she? I think. Or. F- uh, delete. <laughs> I'm doing real good so far. I swear, I read. I don't know if she was the fifth child or if it was the fifth husband, but it was the fourth the husband. Okay, fourth husband. So the mom is blowing through the husbands, I think. Yes. It's just the thing. So. She's growing up in a, um, not great. Not great. Not, not great. No. Finan- not financially stable. Not stable in the realm of uh, the parental figures in nope. her life. Her mom was verbally and physically abusive. Abusive. You know, um, no consistency. But Tanya has a gift for skating. And so her mom marches her in to an ice rink and is like uh, my daughter needs lessons and she was like so good they gave her lessons she had a gift that was definitely like a true gift and that became her absolute like her life yeah her that was her escape now what do you think about that i got so conflicted because i feel like she really liked it but then i feel like the mom really pushed her too so here it's a both and situation. It is a both and. And let me tell you something. Recently, like sometime in the last six months, um, during a therapy session, I wonder if this is one of mine. Um, during a therapy, probably is. During a therapy session, um, I was talking about how when I was younger, you know, I was always, I was always a great student. Like always got A's. My mom never had to like ask me to do my homework. Um, I loved to read. Loved mm-hmm. to read. And she was like, well, based on what you told me about your childhood, it sounds like that would probably provided, like, an escape for you. I was like, oh, you're probably right. Yeah. So even though it's something that I was good at, it was also, you know, you throw yourself into something maybe a little bit more because not only are you good at it, but it also gives you an outlet. 
Well, you know, that's what Michael Phelps said while he was. Did he? Yeah. He said he does he does those BetterHelp commercials. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have talked about in therapy because I'm so impressed by it where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an Olympic athlete. Everybody sees gold medals. But what those gold gold medals represent to me is unhealed trauma. Yeah. Because all I just swam. I wasn't dealing with my problems. Right. I was just swimming. Right. So, yeah, I think this is a both and situation. I think she was very naturally talented, but it also provided her an escape from her incredibly tumultuous upbringing. Yeah, and um, Tanya ended up dropping out of high school mm-hmm. to pursue skating, like, more full-time. And that was pushed on her by her mother. Right. Her mom was working multiple jobs in order to afford lessons. Yeah. And I think Tanya was also working. Yes. So in order to be able to afford lessons. And so, time on the ice and all of that. That's... um how Tanya Harding entered the skating community. Do you know that um, her, when she would practice skating, and actually everyone in the area, when they would practice skating, it was um, at a mall because they didn't have a dedicated ice rink for figure skaters. Wow. So um, all the training and the practices was at the... um, So Tanya started taking uh, her lessons at age four, three or four, at the Ice Chalet at Portland's Lloyd Center. Wow. Which, again, was a mall. How crazy is that? I love it. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the start of Tanya's life. Let's counter that to Nancy Kerrigan's early yeah, life. it is a very interesting... So, Nancy Kerrigan was born in 1969. Tanya Harding was born in 1970. So, they were about a year apart as far as their age is concerned. Almost exactly a year apart. Nancy's a year older. Um, Nancy was born in Massachusetts and she was the youngest child and the only daughter of parents that were together, that were stable, but Uh they were a working class family. A lot of people, she lived in a Boston suburb. A lot of people assumed that because of the way she presented herself and her upbringing that she was, you know, this, she was born into Buckingham Palace, but you know, she was born from a, a working, she's born into a working class family. Um, they didn't have a ton of money. Her dad worked a lot in order to fund her skating career. Um, and he was also, he drove the ice resurfacer. So the, uh, yeah, the Zamboni, Zamboni, um, so that she could get lessons. Obviously her family was incredibly supportive. She started, she was coached by two people or a total of like three separate coaches over the course of her career. And, Again, like super stable. Everything was stable. Her family was was stable. Her coaching was stable. You know, there wasn't she did, she didn't have to do extra work or drop out of high school in order to afford lessons. Right. She always had nice um, outfits and costumes. Outfits. Yeah, whereas Tanya, Tanya had, had to, to make like make her on own. her. Yeah, Tanya had to make her own costumes. Use the same skates until they were like literally falling off. Right. Of her. Exactly. And you know the other thing to consider is that as a result of the way Tanya was brought up and even what she was interested in, she was what some people might call rough around the edges. So she was big into like sure. she drove a truck. She could change her own oil. Like you know she didn't Swore. mind getting her hands dirty. Told, yeah. Right. Yeah. Very much. Very different from, like, what you would imagine a figure skater to be. And like a, a term I feel like I've heard used for someone her be, like, a dirt rocker. I've never heard that before. No? No. Tell oh, me more. Like, I don't know. We, it's like a, like Kid Rock. Okay. It's like a dirt rocker. Like just, <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, okay. like, you're not, like, like, it's not 
the term white trash. It's like gotcha. a step above white trash. <laughs> right. Gotcha. <laughs> Beautiful. It's not, I mean, it's not a, listen. So, don't call someone a dirt rocker. It's not nice. No, it's not nice. So I was listening to, when I was watching the um, the ABC thing, someone said, um, or her mom, Lavana said, we were never trailer trash. We had a beautiful new trailer. And for some reason, that oh made God, me chuckle. Yes. Because it's like, I, I don't think, first of all, the term trailer trash, I think, is a terrible term. Yes. And also, like, if someone is a, quote, trashy person, it's not because of where they live. It's right. because of who they are. Exactly. Um. And someone also said, like, you know, you grow up where you grow up. It's like you're born into what you're born into, you know? I'm sure yeah. if Tanya had it her way, she would not have been born into that situation. Sure. Well, I feel like, again, and this was, this is from the I, Tanya movie, but a reason I love that movie so much is, like, I feel like you get glimpses into what Tanya was thinking yeah. through it all, you yeah. know? And I know they did, uh, they did their research and they did a really good job, but she was like, I wanted to be loved. I just yeah. wanted to be loved. That's why she got with her husband, Jeff, so young and yeah. stayed with him even yep. though he hit her too. Yeah. And all this stuff because – and then why she she enjoyed succeeding in figure skating so much is because it people saw her and yep. loved her. Mm-hmm. And that's what she was seeking. And obviously, like – you're seeking that if you're not getting it. Right. You know? And we talk about, you and I have talked about how, like, like, someone, especially, like, someone who might, you, who is, like, a mother figure age will be, like, very kind to you and you're like, oh, my God, I love you. Yes. (laughs) Totally. That's, totally very strong feelings that I have oftentimes and I feel like she probably dealt with that a lot. Yeah. Um, What were you going to say? No, I I think that's exactly what it was, and probably like her coach was probably like a mother figure oh, to her, sure. you know, and all this stuff, and so it's just like her emotions <sighs> towards just like running a normal life got mixed up and yeah. drama, yeah. I guess. One thing that I thought was kind of funny, kind of genius, but also, again, kind of sad. Her mm-hmm. mom had her wear her skating costume on school picture day. Oh, my God, so I So that know. she wouldn't have to... So that she could use that. Right. So she wouldn't have to pay for professional photos to submit to, like, skating whatever, figure skating competitions, which I thought, well, that's that's something. That's uh, interesting behavior. And without... (laughs) Interesting behavior. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I can't remember if this, if they focused on this in the uh, I, Tanya movie, but... There was a woman, and she was heavily featured in the ABC special, who was working on her senior thesis. She was a film, like a filmmaker. Okay. She was working on her senior thesis, and she focused on uh, Tanya Harding. It's called, it came out in 1986. It's called Skating Edge. It's a Mm. documentary. And again, made by a student as her senior thesis. It was super heartbreaking. Um... Like it was very evident, and this was featured in well, the documentary. It is heartbreaking. Yeah, her mom, her way of trying to push Tanya to be better was making her feel like shit. Yeah. It was like I, if I put her down, then she will perform better because she wants to prove me wrong. But I think that was kind of a parenting technique that was uh... more accepted. <sighs> it's not even ex- like yes, that's what I'm going for, but I like. There must have been a parenting book or something that said that. Because yeah. I think that that's, like, a common... I feel like that's a lot of, uh, 
Especially with men, like with give boys. Them a, give them a different enemy. Yeah. Than, like... Their inability to land the jump. Yeah. yeah. Make you the enemy. Yeah. Make them want to beat you yeah. instead of beat the jump. Right. Um. And she said in the documentary, Tanya said in that documentary that her mom would hit her and beat her because, she, quote, I wasn't landing my jumps perfect. Um, and the filmmaker of this documentary was going to go to CPS. She was told to stay out of it because it would ruin, because if she was removed from her mom's custody, it would ruin her figure skating career. Sure. She was put that's into, what, like, social I services. I think something about foster care. Tanya Harding's situation that's so interesting is it, it um, and we'll get to it as it falls apart, but it was a house of cards. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you really needed all the pieces. Yep. Even though it was so messy and not a it good was a foundation, up house of cards. You yeah, know, you're but right. yeah, I get that. Like you pull that card and it's, and then, um, it's clear that she loved it, escape or not or whatever. Yeah. Like she did obviously and she was love, wonderful, at incredible it. at it. And so she probably was felt the same way. Like don't call, no, I'll put up with it. Right. Too. This is my ticket out of here. Yeah, just a little bit longer. Out of here. Yeah, a little bit longer, and I'll be out of here. Yep. And she was so, not only could she, I mean, she was so strong and so athletic that she was able to land these jumps that no one else had been able to land. She was the second only in the world to land a triple axle. Can is we talk still? about? Nah. What do you mean, is it still? Is there, she still, has anybody else done it since um, her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But And she was the first American, American to land it in a competition, and that was in 1991. So... Um, I want to get into what a triple axle is for those of you who may not know. I think that we take for granted how, like... Complicated it yeah, is. And yeah, and how easy it looks because now everyone is pushing harder and harder for these crazy, crazy, crazy jumps. So, um, but before she landed that triple axle, um, like like Chelsea said, she started dating this guy, Jeff Galuli. He was, like, the first guy that ever told her she was pretty. And they fucking got married. And they got married, and he was abusive, like right off the bat. Yeah, and she. So she's getting abused left and right by everybody. Um, and she associates that like, oh, people just hit you. Right. Even How awful it, is yeah. that? Like, meh. Well, it's normal, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the triple axel. Let's talk about this jump. It's named after its creator, a Norwegian figure skater, Axel Paulson. And <laughs> it's the it's figure skating's oldest and most difficult jump. It's the only competition jump that begins with a forward takeoff instead of a backward instead of like a backward takeoff. So it's the easiest jump to identify because of that. Um it's insane what you have to do. You have to you're skating backward for a while and it's an edge jump. So the skater has to spring into the air from bent knees. <clears throat> so you're skating backward, which is like the the entrance phase, right? That's and how then, you gain the speed. Right, you gain the speed. And then you kind of turn around and then you Stick your kick pick. off with yeah. your pick. And then you rotate into the air three times and then you land. But you land backwards. Right. And the issue with the landing is that because you just were in the air and you were spinning and you did three spins now there's all of this force and all of this energy that has to go somewhere so you have to land in a very specific way in yep. order to stop that energy otherwise you're going to fall on your ass 
as many do. Right, as over many and do. Over and over and over, over and, and over and over again. So, uh, yeah, she did not. No. In, that, in uh, the 1991, was it the Nationals? I think well, it and then it became her shtick. It was her thing. Like, everyone expected it from her. She was at the U.S. Championships. And yes. she landed it, and it was amazing. And she won the title... The 1991 U.S. single ladies title. Oh, U.S. ladies single singles. Oh, single ladies. <laughs> ladies oh, singles <laughs> title. Oh, my God. Um, and it, she got the event's first 6.0 technical merit score since 1973. Hot damn, Tanya. I know. So she, like, you know, the end of the 91 champ- U.S. championships. It's amazing. Like, she's on. She's going to go to the Olympics and, uh, you know, so she goes to the 1992 Olympics, right? No. What did you say? Yes. Yes. So she goes to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does Nancy Kerrigan. And according to Tanya Harding, she and Nancy were friends. Or at least friendly. I can see that, though. I mean, I I think this is an interesting thing because I think it's interesting that Tanya says they were friends and Nancy Kerrigan says they were not. Right. And then you're, we were talking about how she's, like, rough around the edges. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because... Tanya might have been like, I'm going to kick your ass, Nancy. And that might have been her, like, playful right. sportsmanship. And Nancy's like, this bitch. Right. Yeah, you know what really I mean? And so it's like, yeah, people are, uh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Does that no, make sense? No, I completely get you what you mean. Um, so they go off to the Olympics. But they're, like, competing for the same, they have the same, they both want gold. Of they course. both want gold medals. <laughs> They both want the gold. So Nancy Kerrigan wins the bronze and Tanya Harding comes in fourth. Which is, of course, very upsetting for Tanya. Sure. And then after that, she's kind of like, well, whatever. She stops caring, right, about her career. She's like, well. Yep. I love how they showed that in the movie because they uh, showed her, like, Going out and drinking and eating ice cream and then trying to do triple axel and just like falling on her ass and <laughs> poor girl and uh, yeah but then um, and she just keeps losing she keeps competing and she keeps losing because she's not training the way she's supposed to right but then they announce that there's going to be Winter Olympics in 1994 right like two years instead s- of four years because right. now they're doing the thing where they, they split it up <laughs> they're doing the thing where the summer and winter Olympics don't happen in the same, same year which I love thank you I for that I cannot believe they had them in the same year ever that seems that's such chaotic. a commitment for me I have to watch all of them you're gonna take up my summer and my winter plus it gives you something to look forward to every two years exactly isn't that sad that you need the Olympics or something to look forward to? No, it's not. Because when they canceled them last year, oh, yeah, that was your sad. girl was shook up. Well, they're happening this year. I know. And they're still going to be called the 2020 Olympics. Did you know that? No, that's stupid. Well, they I already have so. all the merchandising. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> Anyways. And okay, there's so like now... a really cool logo of evidently. I mean, think about it. Like those Olympic rings. I mean, oh, that was that was one of my favorite memes during Corona. Right. They're like, imagine being the graphic designer and making literally the most perfect right design that has ever been made right. for the Olympics. And, and then they're like, JK, JK, JK. it's a hundred year pandemic. <laughs> Damn. But uh, jokes on you, coronavirus. It's the 2020 Olympics. Oh, that would have been my other news. I got my shot last week and died, but I'm oh come my back God. from the dead. Uh, but. <laughs> I told Chelsea, hey, take it easy. 
Make sure you rest. And what did she do? She's like, I don't need rest. I played basketball. I moved she furniture. She doesn't listen to me. And then me. I got sick. It's fine. I'm fine now. But back to Tanya Harding. Um, so now she's motivated again. Yeah. She's back in the gym. She's, she's, she's running in the woods. Running in the woods. <laughs> but by the gym, I mean the rink. Yeah. So she's. She was taking ballet lessons. She's, she's like back on it. She's things. like in it. And she's driven by beating Nancy, which I I oh. love that. <laughs> Sorry, That's inappropriate joke. <laughs> but it's um, so uh, yeah, she's just super motivated by that. Yes. Okay. So now we're coming up to the actual competitions, and Tanya is feeling like her what. Sorry, I was looking oh. at the uh, nothing. Okay. I was looking at the logo for figure skating for the Lillehammer Olympics. No, that's it's, okay. It's not as good. A sight. Um, <laughs> so she's um, feeling like she's not getting fair scores. Right. To the point where she's like arguing with judges, meeting them out back, like catch yeah, me outside. How like, about that? Catch me outside. Explain <laughs> to me why you didn't give me I. Nailed it. Right. I nailed it. Right. You're not giving me the scores. And straight up, one of the judges says to her at one point, like... Allegedly. Allegedly. Figure skating is more than just figure skating. Right. It's the culture. Right. And you don't fit the culture. And we don't want you representing the United... We don't want you representing the country. Right. So, um, now what? So now she's like, all right, Mom, you got to clean up your act. Jeff, you got to clean up your act. We got to look like we're a happy... All American family. Yep. So they're they're playing the game. Um, she's trying to play the game with the costumes and mm-hmm. the pulling her hair back and you know doing the whole thing. She changes. She used to do her routines to really like non conventional songs, and she switches to your like classical piano right things. She's she's trying to do it. So let's let's get to the incident. Okay. So it's nineteen ninety four. It's the January year of the Olympics. The year of the Olympics. And around 2.30 on the afternoon of January 6th, Nancy Kerrigan, after practicing out on the rink in um, in Detroit, Michigan, at Kobo Arena, yes. of all places, <clears throat> she is leaving Detroit the ice. Detroit has a big skate scene. What'd you say? Detroit has a big That's skate scene. That's not surprising. Scene. It's winter up there, like, yeah. you well, know, the 10 red, months like, out the of the year. The Red Wings are there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and do you remember Tara Lipinski? Oh, yeah. Oh, is she from there? Yeah. And oh, she okay. trained at, like, the Detroit Skate Club. Oh, no kidding. Which is, like, it's I not, had is friends. It an, is, it a, is it in a mall? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, like, a fancy, it's, like... I kid, I kid. There's enough they of have a like need three for it. Ra- yeah, right. and I had friends who um, skated there. That's so like, cool. Like on the same ice as her while she was training for oh her. Oh my god! I know. So Nancy is leaving. They're like everyone's pract- Everyone's, you know, watching her. There's a camera crew, and she's leaving the ice rink after practicing. She walks through a curtain and down a hallway, and then all of a sudden, they're screaming, and they're like, "Oh my god!" So she was hit with a telescopic baton. Like it would it was retractable. Right. In her right on her right thigh. And then the guy walked away. And then he like I mean, they were aiming for the knee. Right. It and was they missed. Swing and a miss. Right. So they hit her in the thigh. She the guy is trying to escape and he tries to escape through a locked door and instead of using his baton to break the glass, he uses his head like, like a, a dummy. Ass. Um and then the camera crew starts recording 
like after the attack because she's sitting on the floor crying. She's screaming and she's saying, why, why? Which is really sad, really sad, but also was like provided so much fodder for the media. I and, know. Like, but can I tell you something? And... I have. All right. So we um, we have a friend, Petra, and she is a, a speed skater. And oh, yeah. um, she I don't know why, but this you talking about Nancy Kerrigan screaming why one week, one month, essentially, before the Olympics and oh, her God. like big shot at the gold medal. Right. Right. Spectrum is a speed skater. Like she's one of the best. She was favored by everybody to place for yeah. the U.S. team. So during the Olympic trials, Petra lost by point zero 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 two of a second. Ooh, like it was something ridiculous. A hair. Ugh. And we were all watching it. And this sweet baby collapsed on the ice and just was like sobbing on the ice and like pounding her fist on the ice. And I felt that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's you easy to talk about Nancy life. when we're like, shut up. But this girl. Yeah trained day in and day out and that was her grandpa got her into the sport and her dad you know it was like a family affair it was a whole thing it was her life and like everybody thought it was a shoe in and it and not to say that it's not like she was confident that she was a shoe in and she didn't try like i said she lost by point zero 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 one like but to have your spot taken by that sliver oh i can't even imagine it's almost better to lose by like i i at least one second christ I think if I were um, almost an Olympic athlete and something happened to me before I got my shot, I, too, would scream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, luckily, they didn't break her knee. But they break. They hit her very... She has a massive bruise. She cannot skate, obviously, right away. She's in physical therapy. But she's, she's going to be okay for the Olympics. She is going to be okay for the Olympics. Spoiler alert, obviously. Um and if you don't know that by now, then I'm going to come out. So, so this tell, hit, tell us, Chelsea, tell us what was the, uh, who was it that did it? Okay. It's messy. It's it just, is. it's messy and they're stupid and it's messy. So the, the names of the people who did it are Shane Stant mm-hmm. is the actual one who was contracted by his uncle, who's Derek Smith, who was hired by Jeff Gil- Gilloli. But wait a minute. What about where's her? Where does uh, Tanya's alleged like bodyguard come into play? Oh, Jeff and Sean were in on it together. Yes, hiring. That's sorry. I thought I misread something. Okay, so yes, Jeff, her at the time ex husband, because she finally smartened up and divorced him. Right. But she get whatever. Um, and her one time bodyguard <laughs> Sean hire Derek Smith who brings along Shane's stunt and essentially right. put Shane up to it. Like right. he's Derek's riding the getaway car and all Shane that. Shane is jazz. the one actually executing Yeah, the but plan. Shane is the one who's busting his head through glass doors, Girl. smacking knees, you know, doing the whole thing. So here's the whole thing. They they catch them because this dumbass like moved the car every 15 minutes <laughs> That's on video right. surveillance. <laughs> he drove to the wrong state even That's thinking right. she was at like a completely different rink and then sat there and then ended up taking a bus to this Detroit arena. Like it's sloppy. They also put everything on their own credit cards and under their own names. Everything is just like as soon as you start investigating it like all you have to do is like crack open a notebook. Like be like <laughs> we should look into this and they're like oh okay. Oh Oh, there you are. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we're oh, and done. here's your bus ticket right. from. Case, got it. Case like, closed. Case <laughs> closed. It's 
it's like there's you know no what this question. reminded me of you know um garbage representative matt gates from florida who like he is alleged to have had sex with underage girls oh, and yes. like trafficked yes yes because yes. he was paying for them to travel with him he paid someone who's like a well-known person who engages in this kind of uh transaction so he paid dumb. them on venmo oh okay. nine hundred dollars and said it was for tuition sure 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 sure, sure like sure, sure, what sure. and then that guy sent the money to the other girls like kids get a middleman i just like the thing is obviously don't Be break like the Wayfair. law <laughs> sell furniture for nineteen thousand dollars oh my god listen don't break the law but if you're going to like be I smart mean, no, yeah just... don't be stupid anyway okay so um i want to get into the the debate of it all right? okay let's hear it so because here's the thing tanya says she had nothing to do with it right what do you think i think she had to have known that something was coming i do too maybe not maybe she didn't expect it to get that bad but i based on i don't know watching her i bet like they were all talking one night and drinking and being like we could right slash her tires so she can't get there and she was like keep me out of it yeah do you know what i mean right like, but i do think like i know you're gonna do something but i don't actually want to know the details yeah i don't want to know the i want to have and hands. i mean not keep me out of it like guys don't do it but keep right. me out of it like the less i know the better, the better right situation i just but don't see how she could not know she knows nothing i know I just don't see how you could know absolutely nothing. Okay. So so now America's got a scandal on its hands. And Ameri- if there's one thing we know about America in the 90s, it's that these bitches love a scandal. And we've got JonBenet. Yep. We've got OJ. Now we've got Nancy Kerrigan. Well, OJ came after this. I know. But, but yes, we got Bill Clinton. Bill and, Clinton. And happened. if there's one thing that Americans love even more than a scandal, it's one that involves two women at each other's throats. Uh, yeah. And that's what happens here. And this is a class war. It yes. becomes a class war. It does. Because Nancy is this beautiful princess angel ice skater who is graceful and picks all the right music and has beautiful Vera Wang costumes. And here comes Nancy, or excuse me, Tanya Harding, you know. Our dirt rocker. Ugh, rough around the gun. edges. Rough around the edges. Smokes a cigarette before makes she her gets costumes. on the ice. I know. Smokes a cigarette. <laughs> She's like, I'm an asthmatic and a chronic smoker. Okay. Her laces are like ripped and brown because oh they're so God, dirty. But, poor girl. Um, yes, poor girl. But this, I I don't know if now's the proper time for this conversation, but we'll have it anyways. Um, I was thinking about like what sort of parallels could we talk about today on the on the podcast in regards to this story, right? And I'm thinking about like um, systemic racism, right? Mm-hmm. And how we're talking about like I feel like that that's a big point where people are trying to educate. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how like if people were having a really tough time understanding systemic racism and you needed to simplify it for them and keep it of the same race, the mm-hmm. same gender, the same circumstances, you could kind of use Nancy sure. and Tanya as yeah. an example um, because Tanya was discriminated against regardless of her skill because of her systemic right. background. Right. Do you because, know what I well, mean? Because it had of nothing her, to do with her. Because of her, like, fine, because of, because she was lower class. Because she that's was lower why. class. That's why. Right. And they wanted. That's the only reason why. That's it. That's, yeah. they straight up said, you're not who we want representing USA. Right. Like, 
And so if if you can look, it's like if you're having a tough time wrapping your, your mind around systemic racism, but you can look at this and agree that it's an unfair. Right. Uh, right. Hello. Right. Right. Ma'am. Do you get what I'm trying to? Yes, I do. And, you know, I Are think it's. Are you catching what I'm throwing? I am catching what you're throwing. And I think it's. You know, a lot of people have this attitude where, well, you know, you just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But she did. She did. But the and it still wasn't enough. That's what I mean. Right. That's that's the whole point. Right. She played the game. Right. She at first she was trying not to play the game. She was trying to be like, I'm going to do my own thing. Right. I'm going to do this. And then when she wasn't getting the score, she was like, fine, I'll I'll play, play the, the game. game. And so then you get to these moments, right? And like, here's this girl who has clawed her way to the top right. when she shouldn't have had to claw her way to the top because right. she's naturally talented. Right. She's the second person ever to land right. this jump. Like she's, we're not denying right. exactly. this. Exactly. She's winning first place, second place, right. world champion, American right. champion, blah, 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 blah. And then she still has to fight, fight, fight. And, and she has And it's endured, still not good enough. It's still not good enough. She has endured abuse. She has endured criticism. Right. She has endured people saying she's a piece of trash and she doesn't deserve this. And right. she has still fought her way. And now she's at this place where even though everything she's done, she's still at a risk of it all being taken away from her. Right. And and I, I think that would make you go a little nuts. And you think about the fact that, uh, I don't know, if... It's hard because you look at two people, you know, it, it goes into like this generational wealth argument, or not argument, but discussion that I often have with people. You know, there's... You can have someone who... People don't, people don't get it. Like, you're born into a family where you didn't have to pay for college. Now, when you... Because your parents had enough money to pay for it. Now, when you graduate from college... You're debt-free. You're debt-free. All the Exhibit money... A. Right. All the money that you make can go toward savings and buying uh-huh. a house or whatever the case may be. And then you have someone like me who, like, has no generational wealth. Yeah. And all of the school... You know, and I'm very lucky I because, think of Whitney, too. Yeah. Like, I'm very lucky because I got... I mean, my student debt is incredibly low. Right. But I still, like, have student debt and didn't have, like... You know, I had to, you know, I paid for my first car or at least part of it. My grandparents helped me. I started working when I was young because I wanted to be able to buy myself stuff I needed to. Like, I couldn't ask my mom for, like, you know, 20 bucks to go to the movies. You so Jenko jeans? Buy them yourself, right. bitch. Right. So I think it's, you know. See, and I feel like the other side of that coin, but I'm aware of it. And yeah. Do you know? I'm not yeah. like. <laughs> I'm right. I, exactly. I'm very much aware that, like. My life was cushy because I... You had fewer obstacles. That's all it is. Yes. That's fewer, all it is. That's exactly... Yes. It's not that Absolutely. your life was easier. It's that you had fewer obstacles and to get to where you wanted to get. That's what it is. And that's... And, and advantages that... Um, it's funny because I I reflect a lot on my, like, my, four, my college years and then... Well, not even... The last two years of college than the first two years of career, right? Okay. Because I made so many mistakes, Jill. Like, I was, like, like, I really, financially, I made a lot of mistakes. Like, life-wise, I made a lot of mistakes. Contractually signed things I shouldn't have signed. You know, yeah. all these things that could have wrecked my life. But because I had parents who had money right, right. <laughs> to bail me out of it, right. it was a non-issue. Right. But I think back on that and be like, that's that's how people... 
you get desperate and then yeah. you do weird things. Right. You know, you're right. like, oh, okay, I'll whatever. Right. I'll give that guy whatever for a hundred bucks. I I'll need give him bucks. whatever it's... a handshake. <laughs> there you go. I will shake his hand. Would you like a handshake? Yeah. So, Wink. but I guess it's just this. Uh, I guess I have a um, a soft spot for it because I'm just yeah. like I just realize that so much of how my life turned out was strictly luck. Pure chance. Who, pure chance. Yeah. It's you you don't get to choose where where you're born. You're born where you're born. You're born where you're born. Yep. And yep. I got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And other people and and so like um you remind me of my friend Whitney, same. Like she's got loving parents, but who generationally right. continue you know, like her she's told me her whole family's backstory before and it's like this tragedy, this tragedy, yeah. this tragedy, all these like tragedies that led up to a place where they have this child and they want her to have the world but they don't have the world to give to her and so she had to pull herself up by her bootstraps and she's able to do it because much like you and her is a white woman and you know and cute and smart and all these things but like you add another layer to it of difficulty and and then it's just pushing you further down the ladder right and it's just harder i don't know it's harder to get to like dig yourself out of the hole so i'm watching this and it's 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 painful to um watch this woman who has such potential and grace and and, you know incredible talent talent, um half half to claw you know i i like just imagine she has to prove more than the next person just because of because of where can she you comes imagine from. if she were a person of color <laughs> right she would not have even that's made it, what it and yeah. then yeah. right and right. that's right. she wouldn't have even nope wouldn't right. have even nope which is awful a completely ugh, different story for another time different story for another time right. but right if we're gonna be trying to loop these even in a molecular level yeah. here we have to at least acknowledge it so completely agree but um like can you imagine how how different her entire life would have been if the skating community would have embraced her and been like, let us sponsor you. Right. You are raw talent. Like, right. here. Here's a costume. Let, her, unique, us... her unique energy and her unique attitude. Yeah. What yeah. A, yeah. We're bringing yep. this or whatever. Yep. And, like, still teach her the value of work. Because I don't think things should be handed to you. I think there's <sighs> such pride in working for what you get. But, like... Give her a boost. Right. Help her right. be on the same field as her peers. Right. And the people who she's competing with, you right. know? Exactly. It's, I don't know. No, I agree. Nancy Kerrigan gets better. Okay. Yes. And she's on her way to the Olympics. So after the attack. Oh, and then they treat her like. Oh, like a goddamn a, Disney princess. Yes. So she after, gets her own ring yes. to practice on. Yep. So. Right after the attack, um, okay, so the attack happened, like I said, during practice at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships in Detroit. So after she was attacked, she obviously couldn't skate in the championships. Now, um, Tanya competes and Michelle Kwan competes. Tanya comes in first. Michelle comes in second mm-hmm. because Kerrigan's injuries forced her to withdraw from the championships. Her the her fellow teammates, you know, the fellow skaters said she really deserves one of the two spots on the Olympic team. So Tanya and Nancy are the official 
like, they have the two official spots on the Olympic team. Michelle Kwan is an alternate. Okay. They go to Norway, which is where... What did you say? Michelle Kwan. I know, remember? They go to Norway um, for the Olympics. And (laughs) at the Olympics, uh, they're there. I think it was in Norway. They were there for... Like, they're doing practice, right? Mm -hmm. And there are 700 cameras and photographers. Like, 700 news reporters and and photographers. Um, when Nancy and Tanya had practice at the same time on the ice. And they're expecting an all-out bra. Uh, well, they're no. just like, we got to watch their body language. We got to see what's happening. Listen to this shade that Nancy throws. I can't wait because I don't know. This. She doesn't say anything with her mouth, but she's wearing the same outfit she wore when she was hit in the leg. The same white, like, practice outfit. I mean, I got to give it to Nancy. Yeah, that's... That is a head... That's a level of petty I... Yeah, I aspire to. Yes. I mean, talk about... She She was coming for Tanya. She's like, oh, yeah? you. Know, I mean... Oh, yeah. Good for her. Good. Yes, good for I, her. I give Nancy props for that. That's a classy way to show you're fucking pissed off. Yeah, I'm pissed. I'm better. I'm here. Watch your back. Um, Like... And this was like a ratings dream for, oh, God, for the media yes. outlets. Well, and this is this is me again, right? So this is happening in 1994. Right. I'm seven. This is <laughs> uh, two a couple years before John Bonet. Yeah, and I I can't get enough of it. <laughs> and I I love the Olympics. I'm there, like, and of course the story. I remember being like, she shattered her leg. So did that right? She, she broke her leg. And, yeah. like days before the Olympics. Right. Of course, so, that right. wasn't what That's, happened. But. No, those are the stories we tell ourselves. Right. Exactly. And I was uh, right at the time, and also very invested. So invested right before my tenth birthday. Yes. And I, I have always loved the Olympics. Like I'm. A, yes. Yes. I love. I love them. They make me emotional. I'll watch them all. And fe- like my favorite. Is figure skating and gymnastics. Me too. Up. So Agreed. I'm I'm invested. I also like the diving in the summer. Oh yes, I like diving. Um. So yeah, I can. And can you imagine like the spotlight on them? And all anyone wants to talk to Tanya about is like the attack, right? Because a couple of weeks before the Olympics, um, Jeff Galuli pleads to an assault charge, and he has to testify to the state, and like everything's resolved for them. Um, Tanya Harding issues a formal apology. She says, I didn't know about the assault, the assault before it happened, but I should have come forward once I found out after the fact. Yeah. I, I just, this is a lot. It's a lot. And you're going into the Olympics and... And you have your court case coming up. Yeah. They pushed the court date yeah. till after the Olympics. But still, I mean... But you... My point is like that's obviously going to be on your right. Brain. That's what I mean. It doesn't matter if it's before or after. You still you're not going to be able to focus no, on like you're thinking about yeah right. So they also threatened to kick her off the team, and she was like, "If you kick me off the team, I will sue you." Yeah. So then they did not. Um. So anyway, all eyes on them. Can't imagine the kind of pressure all she must eyes be on me in the center of the ring, just, just like a circus. Connie Chung interviews her and says she was as adroit as a politician on Capitol Hill. Like, but that's who she is. I know. This and, is just who she right. is. Right. Tanya ends up walking out of the interview. Um, she skates the first time. 
She's not landing her jumps. She's no. she's a mess. She's a mess. She's a mess. She comes over to the judges. Well, this wasn't that first time. Oh, you're yes. okay. No, but I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. And that's what I remember. So Nancy I remember skates, that too. Nancy I skates, remember it. Yes. Nancy comes out and she skates beautifully. She's wearing this beautiful white Vera Wang, um, you and know, gold. costume. A little bit of gold. And then Tanya comes out. First of all, Tanya almost gets disqualified because like she's running the clock. And they're like, where the hell is this girl? Yeah. So they're like, if she doesn't come out in 45 seconds, like, and there's what they call a lipstick camera in the hallway in the back. So they can see what's going on. And Tanya and her group are like, they're trying to figure something out with her skate, her skate with her uh, laces. She comes out and she starts to skate. Doesn't, she goes to. Skips her triple axel. Right. And just does like a leap. Uh, Yeah, basically. And then what does she do? And then breaks down crying on the ice. And she walks over to the judges stand, throws her skate up on her. Uh, right in front of their faces and is like my lace broke my lace That's, is broken my, my lace, lace is, is broken. broken i can't skate like this this is why i was late can i please whatever so she goes back she gets like 30 minutes and then she comes out and she skates again and does terribly and does terribly but not that terribly did right. you watch it the second time yeah I mean, I watched the movie, but no, I don't no. remember. You gotta, so then, I gotta watch the actual skate. So yeah. I went, because I I went, my side I watched research. her triple axel video like 10 times. Because right. the emotion on her face when she landed that triple axel in 91 was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. I felt such joy for her in that moment. So I watched both of their uh, Olympic okay. skate performances on YouTube. Okay. It's a wonderful performance that deserved more than eighth place. Okay. I'll say, like her jumps are more powerful than Nancy's oh, by far. Sure. They yeah. have more force and more stick to them, and her she's speedy and she hits them and she lands them. the The thing about her is she is less graceful. Exactly, like her hand moment mo- motions are not; they're much stiffer. Everything right. about her is much stiffer. Yes, and Nancy's very like flowy. Nancy's and like a swan, but Tanya but her, is like. I'm a telling freaking... you, Tanya's per even in that performance, I think was better than Nancy's. I gotta watch this when I get home. Yeah, which you will should. be of no use to the pod, but you know, mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said. Review it next time. But anyway, so that's that. So I'd also like to point out that Tanya Harding was only five foot one. Oh my god! I did not realize that Nancy Kerrigan was five four. So there's okay, Tanya. So, oh, yeah, that's little gonna make Tanya you Harding look... a freaking ball of muscle and energy. Oh my yeah. god! Fire impressive. Yeah, a literal firecracker. Yeah. So she goes home and goes to court. But wait a minute. Okay, wait. Can we talk about Nancy Kerrigan getting silver and the way she behaved? Oh yeah. Okay. You, go ahead. So Oksana Bayul, a sixteen-year-old figure skater from the Ukraine, squeaks out a win. Of course it's the Ukraine. For gold. It's like Russia in the gymnastics. Yeah, and she wins by like a tenth of a point. It's a very narrow, narrow margin. And Nancy Kerrigan is Can't handle it. She can't handle it. So Oksana Bayul just won the gold. She's in the back. Someone mistakenly tells Nancy that she's in the back touching up her makeup. I can't remember why she was actually back there. It doesn't matter. You just won the gold. She's only 16 years old. Mm -hmm. She's allowed to like be back there for a moment. And Nancy's like, why is she doing that for? She's going to come out here and cry again. And it's captured on video for the world to see. And America's like, are you kidding me? 
Excuse? And America's pissed because they're like, you, like, we sent you there to win and represent us, and now you're making us look like sore losers. Yes, no, none of that. We will have none of that. Which is ironic because the one of the main reasons why Tanya got such a hard time her entire life is because she didn't present as well as others. But right. Here you have. But can you imagine Nancy if she Kerrigan had one like silver? She would have been sobbing. Yeah, she would have been thrilled. Yeah, or bronze. Right. So, anyway. And then when Nancy was up there on the podium, she was like, had a stink face. It's like, uh, do you remember that Michaela girl? It wasn't quite as bad the... as hers. No. Although Michaela's was funny. It was. It like... was. She was like. Mm. <laughs> All right. So the court case. Okay. So she comes home and now she's now she's got to go to court for this. Right. So we'll skip the court proceedings. You can do that on your own time. Um, she's stripped of like everything. Yes. So here is what she's charged with. Three years probation. Or what she's what she's convicted of? Yes. Or sentenced to, I should sentenced say. Sentenced to. Yeah. This is her the final ruling from the judge. Um, three years of probation, a hundred thousand dollar fine, and five hundred hours of community service. Oh my God. She also is charged an additional ten thousand dollars in legal expenses to the DA. She's required to undergo a psychiatric examination. And she's required to give $50,000 to the Special Olympics organization. And here's the the Mac Daddy. Banned from figure skating forever. That is what really hurts. She probably would have preferred to have served time in jail. Well, that's in the movie. That's what she's she's like. Just send me. I'd rather go to prison. I'll do 18 months in prison if I can skate again. And they're like, nope, the ruling's been made. How do you feel about this punishment? Um, if she was really involved, then the punishment fits the crime. That's a great point. But we don't know <laughs> if she was. That's a great point. Thanks. <laughs> Jill's a lawyer. <laughs> I um, mean, here's the thing. Think the about... thing is, I think it is so harsh for the American justice system that goes by innocent until proven guilty. And I don't think they have enough proof on her. But did she, and I can't remember, I mean, I did not research this piece of it. Did she plead to something? Is that what ended up happening? I don't think she had a trial. She must have pled to something. Yes, I can't think of what it was. But she pleaded to, okay, she pleaded guilty. Sorry, can you plug my phone in? No. Is there a charge over there? No? I don't think so. Oh, I thought there was a charger there. No, no Josh took it up. Wow. What a bastard. Um, Just kidding, Josh. This is your home. All right. It's fine. My phone okay. will die. She pleaded guilty to conspiracy to hinder prosecution. Okay. So it's essentially like obstruction of justice. Yes. Okay. Covering, like, she, she was found covering out up a crime. Jeff, and she didn't come right away. Right. And that is her story, and she's sticking <sighs> to it. That, no skating forever, feels like a tough crime for that. Yeah. If that's what happened. Now, granted, yeah. I don't know what I believe, right. but this is something I struggle with all the time while watching, like, true crime murder cases is because I'll be there, be like, send him to jail. He clearly did it. And it's like, but he didn't clearly do it. You just think he did it. There's not enough evidence. Yeah. I just don't think there's enough evidence. <sighs> I mean, there's enough evidence for that, but, like, does that punishment fit the crime for what she pled guilty to? So, I Maybe think... For, like, Olympics, but like right. she can't compete like world titles. So and... I think about think about when you're um rep- when what's the word? Not reprimanding, but when you're when you're dealing with something that your kid does, right? Your kid does something they shouldn't do. 
we're disciplining. Thank you. Wow. It's the Monday is Monday that ever did exist. So you're disciplining your kid because they did something they shouldn't do. Okay. And it's very clear that they know they shouldn't do that. Um, Are you going to do something that you know will make them never want to break the rules again? Like your discipline? You know what I mean? Like they hit her where it hurts. Like if Jack was being a jerk about something and he... You know, wasn't letting Will play with a particular toy, then what I'm going to do is take that toy away. Yeah. Right? Even if it's temporarily. That's what they did to Tanya. They were like, you tried to take away Nancy's ability to skate. So now we're going to take your ability to skate away. Yeah. I know. Oh, it just made me sad. It is sad. No, but it is it's sad. It's just the empathy and <laughs> me like, being Whoa. like, but it was her only to get out. Like, just. But then she just became a boxer. So. I know, which is hilarious and weird. And then danced on the stars later. That's right. Like... Dancing with the stars. I do feel sad for her. And everyone says that Jeff Galuli was like, if he hadn't entered her life, none of this would have happened. Exactly. He which was, is, yeah. Then, okay, so then that's like a whole interesting thing on like the human experience as a whole, right? Yeah. Because literally you erase that one piece and the yeah. story would be completely oh different. Can and you that's imagine? heartbreaking. And that must be, I don't know. How did they meet again? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But you think about if that chance meeting hadn't happened, what right. trajectory her life would have taken. Or if she would have had the um, enough love in her life to when things got bad with him to actually, like, leave and go and not come back. Like, to right. have the balls to be like, no, dude, you're bad news. I deserve more. But she didn't think she deserved Goodbye, good sir. Good things. Just kidding. You're a dick. Anyways. So, um... That's what I... Well, I need to tell you a funny story. Okay. When, after Nancy Kerrigan won in the Olympics, she was on Saturday Night Live. I don't know why. Can we not? She was terrible. I watched it. No, you didn't. Of course I did. I used to... I was allowed to watch SNL when I was young. Nancy, but... So I remember, and I'll have to watch it when I get home, or at least snippets of it, because now that I have Peacock, I bet it's on there, because they have a lot of old SNL stuff. Mm -hmm. So she, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I haven't watched it since, but I remember this You remember it from your childhood? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying you just rewatched it. No. Oh, okay. I remember, my mom might have been watching it with me, I don't remember, or she might have been asleep by that point, because it didn't start till 1130. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Nancy Kerrigan, evidently, when she went to Disney World after the Olympics, she was on a float and she said, this is the corniest thing I've ever done. And it was caught on a hot mic. So then on SNL, at the end of her monologue, she goes, oh, by the way, I didn't say this is so corny. I said, I'm so horny. And I was like, wow, this is cringe inducing times 100. And I was only 10 and I knew that this was... Terrible. All right. And her Nancy acting Kerrigan. throughout the entire episode was just, I Some could, I could quick do advice. a much better job. An ounce of gratitude would do you good. Also, stick to skating. <laughs> yeah. Also, but yeah, a, an ounce of gratitude would do you good. You don't need to be like, mm. 
This is corny. What, she's just going to cry again? Right. This like, is corny. Like, be like, I can't believe I'm here. I mean, what? if I got to be on a float in Disney World, I... You better believe I'm throwing candy cane to all the princesses. I'm throwing all the glitter, I'm all the sequins, this, all the... Yeah. I'm practicing. I'm going to try out different ways I'm doing, and see which oh, one feels most organic. I'm doing and the uh, says, Queen Elizabeth wave. Does okay. this feel corny to you? I go, no. This feels like the best day ever. This feels like I'm in my element. And I love it. And, and I you love know it. What? And I what bet, a wonderful life experience. How I glad Tanya, am I to be here. I bet if Tanya Harding had won the silver or the bronze or whatever or the gold, I bet she would have loved to have been on the floor. This is what I'm saying. And this is, what, this is what makes me so angry about it. Going is down that, Main Street and freaking Magic Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> she, it could have been such an incredible Cinderella story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If they would have... Like giving her the fair shot right. from giving from her the beginning. fair marks from the beginning. Yeah. So she didn't feel so her ex boyfriend didn't feel like he needed to bash somebody's knees in right. for her to not get that there's her ever spot. a reason to injure someone. Please for the love. <laughs> Just don't. But anyways. Right. Right. You know, if if she had been respected for the talent that she had, she did well with it. It's not like she rejected the um praises right like it's not like she took it for granted she right. was very grateful for it so she could have won she could have gotten some sponsorships yeah. it could have changed her entire life mm-hmm. and it could have been a like keep chasing your dreams little girls right. because even if you live in a trailer park and your mom hits you right. one day you could be on a Wheaties <laughs> box like me and, and instead, in the Disney we break. got Nancy Kerrigan saying what is this gonna cry again this is corny I okay, hate but, it here so here's a question I have for you for me um, do you think that, see, it's hard because do back, I think. back in 94, Nancy Kerrigan was treated like the princess, the all-American girl until she opened her mouth, you know? Yeah. Um, but do you think that, because I feel like Tanya Harding has had a little bit of a redemption story, at least in the way that she's portrayed in the media, because she has shared her story about her upbringing and you've got I, Tanya and you've got the documentaries that have followed and, you know, that kind of thing. Do you think that Nancy Kerrigan has not had that same opportunity? I don't I I don't think I don't think this is an opportunity given situation. I think Tanya took this. Okay. Do you know what Oh like, yeah, that's I an interesting way of looking at it. She's she was like I'm telling my story. I'm telling my yeah, yeah. I'm telling my story and yeah. it's yeah. going to get out there and I'm going to do something like whatever. Right. And Nancy is uh not <laughs> She's, that was her, she peaked. Yeah. That's where she peaked. Yeah. And Tanya, I think, um, she may have peaked. She probably peaked a long time ago, but I think she doesn't believe she's peaked. Yeah. So you know that she's always hunting. She's like, I'm going to just. She's got a lot of grit. She's, the girl has grit. And, you know, like we keep, she is the pull yourself up by, she's crawl through mud, crawl through barbed wire. She is not going to roll over and play dead. She's like. Here we go. Um, speaking of practicing waves for the Disney float, we didn't talk about Prince Philip. Oh, he's dead. Did you hear? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, but I know that we are, that this would typically have been something we discussed at the beginning, but I have to discuss this. Okay. Okay, so Prince Philip dies. He's 99 yeah. years old. Everyone's thousand. I mean, it's R.I.P., but also, like, I can't believe he lived for as long as he did. Um 
And I do feel very sad for the queen, Queen Elizabeth, because he was her... I can't stop making jokes about it, and I'm very sorry. It's okay. I'm going to try and not because it's so disrespectful. Go but on. Queen Elizabeth lost her partner, who she was with for, like, what, 73 years? For a thousand years. Right? So that's sad. But also, let's talk about the tea. So for those of you who live under a rock and didn't watch... And within the... one. And didn't watch the Oprah Winfrey special with Meghan Markle and Harry. Um, there's obviously some bad blood between the family. And there was all this questioning about whether or not Meghan was going to go to the funeral, to the services. She didn't because she's very pregnant and, you know, COVID, et cetera, et cetera. I don't blame her. So Harry goes and first they were like, well, he can't wear his military uniform, which is dumb because he served in Afghanistan like he should be able to wear his uniform. Why does it matter if he's still a member of the, like, the royal, right. you know, it, whatever. That is a completely separate thing right. from being connected to the family. So, whatever. So, when I was away this weekend, we had it on the TV just kind of playing in the background. And um, I was texting with our friend uh, Chelsea, who lives in Canada. Um, and she said, it's not lost on me that, because at after they, like, processed down... You know, the two brothers, Harry and William, were sitting on opposite sides of the aisle. And she said, it's not lost on me that Harry is sitting on the same side as the queen. I'm pretty sure he's the favorite grandson. Oh. And Chelsea also thinks, not Chelsea, our Chelsea, um, also thinks, is that supposed to be off like that? Yeah. Chelsea also thinks that the reason why he wasn't allowed to wear his military uniform is because it would be very clear that he outranks his brother. If he had worn it. Oh. But Harry made sure to wear all his medals. And he had a very well-decorated chest. Hot damn. I know, so. That's some tea. That Thank you. I know. I can't believe I forgot it earlier. That was good tea. Thank you. Delish. It's hot Couldn't and Couldn't have spicy. another sip. <laughs> You're like, and we're done drinking that tea. <laughs> But I thought of that because the way because uh, the queen, the, the queen has wave. a very specific wave to reduce strain on her wrist. <laughs> so that's if I'm ever in a situation where I have to wave, this is how I'm reduce, waiting. reuse, recycle. Right, especially Your since I suffer strength. from fat baby wrist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Any uh, closing thoughts, Chelsea? I liked this. Um, do we keep going with scandals, or do we switch into something lighter? I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Yeah, we'll I saw that you posted it. to Instagram. Did anyone uh, respond? Let's see. Let's read the responses from the gram. There's a couple. Let's see. I'm just going to read them. <clears throat> One says, it was on the Detroit News a lot, which is true because <laughs> right. it happened in Detroit. Right. So we, we were going to eat that right up. Which I didn't even know until... I did the research for this. Someone says, fact, Gillooly is a hilarious last name. Well, that's That's accurate. our Queen Marsha. The first time I heard the name Jeff Gillooly that I remembered was uh, from an episode of Family I feel Day. like it makes me choke. Gillooly. Um, <laughs> Vanessa says, lick my ass, Diane. She can do a triple. <laughs> that was her... <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, thanks, Vanessa, for bringing it home for us. <laughs> that wraps it up this and week. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yo, I don't know what era you grew up in, but Saturday mornings I had Rugrats, I had Hey Arnold, I was playing my Game Boy. It worked for 90s kids. 
have a seat, I'ma tell you about the best decade. Yo, I had a bowl cut, I ain't have a fresh face. Take it to the 90s, I don't care what all the rest say. I could quote the Illmatic if you wanna test me. Cause you know I'm listening to Nas, not the Ice Ice Baby for the right price. Maybe see a fight night, crazy how Tyson, he was knocking them out. And Ninja Turtles on the telly when I'm locked in the house. Watching Michael play the Lakers and he boxing them out. And yo, with magic gets a ring, well then I'm knocking the pal. Oh yeah, I think it's time to celebrate No, there ain't no better way I'm chillin' on a Titanic getaway Tell you the truth, I wasn't planning to dance But when I got my hammer pants, you ain't standing a chance Got my fashion locked down with the British knife Hurry, head home, maybe we could catch a nigga at night Psych! Hey yo, you remember, remember taking the Game Boy, right? Let's take it back to the 90s Right, you took the Game Boy, you put it right under the lamp Because you ain't have the light That's where you cats gonna find Yo, 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 if we're talking video games, Goldeneye Yo, let's take it back to the Goldeneye on Nintendo 64. Son, you are not beating me. That's where you cast gonna find Remember me. when you had to dial 1 800 collect to call somebody, but they cheap and didn't want to accept. Remember when you used to dial up to get online? Then somebody grabs a phone, it would happen all the time. Remember when it was cool to have a pager? The crazy house parties in the DJ with the fader. Remember on the weekends you would hit a blockbuster? Making mixtapes that you got for your crush or you know getting numbers was a part of the plan. I was clueless. She told me I should talk to the hand. Keeping all your notes in the trapper keeper. I was getting mad at teachers cause she took my walkman. She ain't let me get it either. It's the Fresh Prince from the city of Philly. Anybody know what's going on with Millie Vanilli? Yo, watch what you putting on after dark. I still be getting nightmares from Jurassic Park. Hey yo, yo, you remember Pogs? What the heck were Pogs? Take it back to the I didn't even know what they did. I used to just stack them and just like kick them down and collect them. But yo, you know what else? I had the Super Soaker 50. Remember it had the thing on the top? And you would like pump it up a million times and then you squirt the cars going down the street. Yo. Come over my house, yo, be my guest. Come over my house, yo, be my guest. We can watch a sitcom, TGIF. We can watch a sitcom, TGIF. Come over my house, yo, be my guest. Come over my house, yo, be my guest. We can watch a sitcom, TGIF. We can watch a sitcom, TGIF. Yo, you remember like in school, all the girls had the Furbies? Let's take it back to the 90s. You know what I'm saying? They wanted like the troll dolls. I wasn't down with that. I had the Batman action That's figures. But... Gonna find me. Oh man, Garbage Pail Kids. You remember the Garbage Pail Kids? Back to the 90s. I don't even know what that was. Yo, what else do they have? Oh, That's listen. Listen. We talking sitcoms, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, over, over everything. That is Seinfeld. Friends was just okay. That's where you cast going. I mean movies. And then you got the Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. You know, as a kid, that you know, kind of ruined the whole franchise for me. But whatever. Mom, mom, where's my talk boy? The talk boy, that thing from Home Alone. I, I need it because I'm going to record, record my demo.